Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, I'm really excited to talk about today's episode because I feel like this is a huge missing piece in a lot of our businesses that we run online. And I wanna make sure that these things are covered in depth. So this episode is probably gonna be a little bit on the more detailed side. And I would say that if you are sitting down or at your computer, um, taking notes would probably be really, really helpful because there's gonna be a lot of things and prompts that we're gonna provide you in order to be able to successfully audit your business. So, you know, we're obviously big systems, people over here. And what happens after we've created killer systems in our business, we can't allow them to just sit stagnant, right? We need to make sure that we're consistently auditing our business and our systems on a regular basis. And although there's so many ways you can audit your business, we're going to cover and walk you through three steps specifically to start auditing your business now. But obviously please know that there's a lot of different ways and additional things that we can be doing to audit our business, but these are a couple that we find really important. And so this is where we're gonna go ahead and start for today's episode. So first things first, what is an audit and why is it important? So an audit is basically a review of your current internal and external processes. And during an audit, you really want to look for what is going well, places you can improve and strategize to fill any gaps in your business. And auditing your business is important so you can really move the needle forward because as your business grows, your systems need to grow with you. There's a common misconception about systems that they're sort of a set it and forget it mentality in your business, but in reality, they actually require maintenance and upkeep. So they are supporting your business, not just for how your business is now, but where you want it to be six to 12 months you know, down the line, maybe even further. And we need to continually be implementing product and business improvement as we scale. You want to continually increase your ROI from your programs and products. And you also want to cut down on time wasted on tasks, projects, services, or programs that either aren't efficient anymore or not making you money. So having regular check-ins on your systems allows you to ensure your systems are working for you and the growth and trajectory of your business. So when to audit your systems? This is probably, you know, question number one is when do I need to do this, Courtney? And really it's a good idea to audit your business quarterly and if not annually, at least once a year, but try to do this on a quarterly basis or maybe even every six months, but I would not push it past a year. That's really gonna be pushing it a little bit too far. You could, if you don't wanna do it on a quarterly or semi-annual basis, do this as a part of your end of year routine every time you're going into new year for your business, but it does run the risk of it getting to be a lot. And that's why I say potentially on a quarterly basis would be best, if not definitely semi-annual. And then again, you know, there's gonna be so many ways that we can audit our business, but again, we're gonna go ahead and start covering those three that we're recommending with the very first one being analyzing metrics. 
So again, if you have followed us in any capacity over the past four years, you know that we use data to drive decisions in our business. If you're not using data, then you're really kind of throwing a dart at a dartboard blind in terms of making decisions in your business, or you're relying on emotion, which is really not going to be great if you're trying to scale your business. So analyzing your metrics is an awesome way to collect tangible data in your business. I typically recommend, depending on what the metric is, to analyze it on a monthly basis. That's a great way to start, to stay on top of your business and troubleshoot along the way. So for example, maybe there is a task on the first of every month to go in and check all of your metrics. So tracking your metrics monthly, you can look for things like what is creating ROI in your business. So this is going to allow you to figure out what to focus your time on and what to eliminate. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, your services, right? Like, yes, you wanna evaluate your services and we'll talk about that in this episode, but let's also look at our tasks. What tasks are we doing that we really shouldn't be doing anymore because they're not serving our business? What social media platform is the biggest driver to your website? reallocate your time to spend more time on platforms that are actually driving your business forward. So for example, if you as a team are spending four hours on Facebook and you're spending two hours on Instagram, but Instagram is driving more traffic to your website, then that's obviously not a good allocation of your time and you need to readjust. So that's an example right there. What content pillars of your blog are performing the best? So we have a blog on our website. They are obviously categorized by different types of content pillars. We evaluate those pillars on a regular basis because that's data for us to know that, hey, this type of content is being consumed the most by our audience. We need to continue to make more content that's similar to this. Use that data to create content your audience is going to actually engage with. Email subject lines that lead to high open rates. This is another one that you can be auditing on a regular basis for that metric. See if there's a common theme between the subject lines in your most popular emails. Use that as data to develop subject lines moving forward. Maybe there's links in your emails that got high click rates. That's another thing that you wanna be analyzing and tracking is those click rates and open rates with your emails. What posts on social media had the highest engagement rates? And that again is gonna be a good indicator for you to the types of content you need to be developing and putting out there more for your audience to continue to engage with. What pages are your website visitors spending more time on? Go into your Google Analytics. Let's say maybe everybody is really engaging a lot on a certain services page. That's telling you, you have a lot of people that are interested in that service versus your others. What other ways can you capitalize on that? So that's going to be more data for you in terms of your services. You also want to track your metrics for things like your group programs or one-on-one programs. For example, the number of people who visit your page to fill out an application, maybe the number of discovery calls that you booked or the number of booked clients. Those conversion rates is what you're going to be wanting to look at. So for example, people who visit your page and then fill out an application, this is going to tell you if your page is or is not converting well, and then you can troubleshoot why people aren't filling out the form. Or maybe you're tracking your discovery call to booked clients conversion rate. So let's say you have 10 discovery calls and only two people convert to an actual client. That's, you know, a little low. So why are those discovery calls not converting well? That's going to be an indication and a 
piece of data that you can use to troubleshoot why people aren't wanting to sign on to work with you. Collecting data like this can really help you see you know, what areas that you might need to make changes or reallocate your time and money in your business. And I know it seems a little daunting, uh, but if this is just a monthly task, then this is really not a lot. You can systemize this. You can definitely delegate these things to a virtual assistant if you have them on your team. That's definitely something I would recommend doing. It's really easy to record a Loom video and easily show them where to find these metrics and how to add them into ClickUp or whatever metrics tracker you're using. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but this will be real quick. If you started your business, you are your own boss, but along with being the CEO, you're also the accountant, the marketing manager, creative director, executive assistant, and many more titles. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And if you need help doing it all, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communication, booking, contracts, and invoices all in one place. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work and they have a ton of easy to use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. I personally use HoneyBook to simplify my booking process in my business and stay on top of inquiries and clients in my pipeline. All you have to do is go to the link below in the show notes and sign up today. Alrighty, now let's get back to the show. The second tip we have is analyzing your client relationships. So this is going to be another big thing you really, really want to make sure you're auditing because your clients are the bread and butter of your business. They are really what's helping to continue to push your business forward. For example, a big driver of my business has always been client referrals. So if you aren't checking in to make sure that you have a smooth client management system and good relationships with your current clients, it's going to make it more difficult to receive referrals from clients. So what can you do to audit your client management system? So you want to look at areas like number one, your client onboarding process. Do you have a super detailed process for onboarding your clients or do you just reinvent the wheel every time you onboard a new client? If you haven't already, check out our episode on how to evaluate your client onboarding process. We go over specifically four things that you want to ask yourself to kind of pinpoint that a little bit better. So I would definitely go recommend looking at that episode. Number two, your client offboarding process. Do you have a super detailed process for offboarding your clients or do, again, you just reinvent the wheel every time you offboard? Your recurring client management. So do you have a process for tracking your recurring tasks for your clients? If you have a team, does each team member know the tasks they're responsible for with each client that you're working with? And number four, your client communication. Do you have guidelines in place for client communication? If you have a team, is your team aware of the expectations for client communication? And do you have a process for communication expectations with your clients? So if you find that there are any holes in your processes from start to finish, focus on building those out. That's going to be a good way to start. But another great way to analyze that relationship is to get client feedback. So if you're working long-term with a client, you can do that throughout your contract, right? You don't have to just say, you know, once in a while, like, hey, I just want to check and see how you're doing make it a part of your process, right? Maybe it's on a semi-annual basis. You ask your clients to fill out a form as kind of like a performance indicator to see how they're feeling about your working relationship and about the work that you're delivering. If you're working with a short-term client, like a one-off project, for example, you can send this out at the end of your contract as well and even use it as an opportunity to get a testimonial. You want to ask questions like their favorite part of working together, how they think working together impacted their business, 
Do they have suggestions about things we can improve on? You always want to get that feedback. You know, we're only looking at our business through our own lens, right? And so when we have clients come in, this is a great opportunity for us to utilize other people's experience with us as a way to improve our processes, our business, our client communication, our systems, onboarding, whatever that looks like. We want them to have a good experience and that's market research and information that we can get that directly tells us where we can improve. And it's just an easy question, right? You don't wanna forget to ask permission to, to use their feedback for your marketing to create testimonials. That's another thing you really wanna make sure to do so that you can utilize this later. Tip number three for auditing is gonna be analyzing the operations of your business. So your operations are so important. It's the backbone to your business. And if you only focus on external systems and processes, your internal ops are gonna suffer. So one way to audit your operations is through our ROI method. So if you haven't checked out those podcast episodes yet, we actually did a three-part series all about how to organize your tasks with our ROI method. And the purpose of this method is really to review all of the recurring tasks in your business and audit whether you need to keep them, delegate, automate, or delete those tasks because we don't wanna be wasting time on things that we don't need to be doing in our business. And like I said, we go into depth for each piece of this process in those podcast episodes. But another way to audit your operations is to clean up your project management tool in your digital file storage platform. So number one, your project management tool like ClickUp. Condense lists and delete any lists or folders that are not being used. Archive past client information and projects. Go through and delete tasks that you guys are no longer doing. You wanna do a clean sweep. Make sure all tasks have assignees and deadlines. We do have a ClickUp auditing checklist and we will link it in the show notes for you all if you would like to utilize that as some type of way to really go through and clean out your project management tool. The other is your digital file storage like Google Drive. Clean up all loose files. We really have a rule of thumb on our team that there's no loose files in our drive. They're always in a folder. Delete or archive any unused folders in your business. Color code your folders if you want to, but you don't want to leave things floating around without a home. So do you leave your shoes laying out in the yard? No, we store them away, right? Same thing with your files. Keep them organized, not just for yourself, but for your team. It makes it a lot easier for your team to support you if they know where to go to find things. You also want to check that you're using all of the platforms you're paying for and see if there's a way for you to lean out your platform. So go through cancel subscriptions for any unused platforms, find places to combine your platforms to keep your platforms lean. So for example, can you move all of your forms into ClickUp? Are you using something like Typeforms or Google Forms? You know, why do we need to have them in two separate places? ClickUp has the ability for us to create forms. Let's migrate all of our forms into ClickUp. Or maybe can you create what you have stored in Airtable into ClickUp? If you guys aren't aware, ClickUp has a tables feature. So although we still love Airtable, it's a great tool, there's really no need for us to be using two platforms when one platform can do both of the things that we need. So again, especially if you're paying for another platform, if it's going to eliminate another cost, that's a no brainer in my opinion. So, you know, in summary, auditing your systems, it's so, so important. And this episode is really just touching the tip of the iceberg in terms of things that you can be doing on a consistent basis to audit and maintain your business systems to keep the needle moving forward. 
but it's going to help you continually improve your client and team experience. And it's going to allow you to save time on wasted tasks and projects that aren't pushing your business forward. So like I mentioned, there's a couple other podcast episodes where we dive even further into our ROI method, into our client onboarding process. We'll link those two episodes in the show notes, and we'll also be linking that ClickUp audit checklist for you guys as well. Like I said, if you guys ever have questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram, hop into Mighty Networks. We chat about these things all day. We're here to support you all, and we will see you guys on next week's episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.